Batman fans, I know, I know if there's a Batman versus Superman thing, go watch Man of Steel. Because the only way you're going to see Batman again for another 10 years is if they make a Justice League movie. Go watch Man of Steel. Go. Superman! Superman returns! <laughs> Book Guys Show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free drive. This is the Book Guys Show, episode 85. My name is Paul Alves. We're back again. And we have some special guests this week. Do we not, Professor Allen? Uh, yes, we do. All, all the way from Metropolis, uh, Mr. Clark Kent. How are you, Clark? Oh, hey, it just flew in, and boy, or is my cape tired. <laughs> and, and joining you from just an office, I believe just to the left of yours, is uh, Lois Lane. How you doing, Lois? Not too bad yourself. Very well. <laughs> Jimmy, when you showed up in the pre-show wearing that, that's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well we, we do have something to talk about a little later in the show that... Uh, it's going to be fun. Okay, okay. Maybe we'll do a little spoiler zone at the end of the, of the show because uh, uh, I also got some stuff to spoil about Stephen King's new book, which I read over the, the weekend. Also read uh, uh, Samuel Jackson narration. Had a lot, of, a lot of fun with Audible this weekend. Uh, well, let's get right into the news. Let's do this. Book news. Author of I Am Legend pass, passes away, Richard Matheson. The prolific sci-fi and fantasy writer died recently at the age of 87. His 1954 novel, I Am Legend, inspired three different film adaptations: The Last Man on Earth, starring Vincent Price, Omega Man, starring Charlton Heston, and I Am Legend, starring Will Smith. He also wrote several episodes of The Twilight Zone, including the classic Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, where William Shatner plays a nervous flyer who spots a creature on the wing of the plane. You know, one of my favorite scenes, uh, Professor Allen from uh, Third Rock from the Sun, was when William Shatner is on a plane with John Lithgow, who, who played the same character in the, moder the in more the modern, uh, yeah, the Twilight Zone movie, and, and they're like, there's something on the wing? I thought that was deep. <laughs> oh, that, that is one of my all-time favorite scenes from any movie at all. He just, he just plays that part so well, he's just totally delirious. <laughs> Uh, Sir well, Jimmy, uh, uh, something about Paula uh, Dean. Paula Dean is now out on an apology tour. Uh, she hit the airwaves to apologize for recent accusations of her using the N-word. She said, quote, I believe that every creature on this earth, every one of God's creatures, was created equal. That's what she told NBC's Today Show. Um, <laughs> Have you seen some of the video? She was pissed uh, drunk through all her interviews today. I mean, it was like, unbelievable. She had one out, and then she pulled that one down, and she put another one out. I mean, she has... I mean, seriously, she's been trying to kill black people for 40 years. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. this this is obviously bad, but uh, apparently I, I read something else 
that uh, it was her brother or somebody has a, a line of restaurants and whatnot, and ever since this all came out, they've been booming. Wow. So go figure. Scary. Well, you know, uh, I did watch some of the, the footage from the Today Show, and I think the producers and the talent on the Today Show also noticed that she was really pissed because there's a point where they had the waiter, waiters and waitresses bring out drinks, and they made a point to say, and, and Paula, for you, we made a special virgin. You know, <laughs> so it's like, oh, we know you're pissed, lady. Uh, this just in, young adults love libraries. According to a brand new, uh, brand spanking new Pew Research Center's Internet and American Life Study, if I say that three times fast, young adults <laughs> under 30 are more likely than older Americans to use and appreciate libraries as physical spaces, a place to study, place to go online, hang out, and, and socialize. And that's kind of one of the big things that uh, when we did the, the libraries, future of libraries, uh, the challenges and changes that they're, they're facing episode, uh, it's one of the big things that libraries are promoting now, which is, it's it's a space. Use it. It's not, we're not just here for books, because you know now now that they're competing with like Amazon lending, especially to Americanos, get all that free lending uh, from the Prime, which I don't get with my Prime subscription. Amazon. <laughs> That's oh. funny because I've got Avengers playing in there on Amazon Prime right now. It's paused at the scene where Hulk comes out. I just fast forwarded to that. <laughs> hey, speaking of movies, books on film and television. Okay, guys. So. What could possibly make Fifty Shades of Grey even worse than it is already? <laughs> Answer, let's put it on the big screen. Yay! <laughs> the only problem is they can't seem to find anybody to uh, play the leading role. So apparently uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is a, a very well-known, <clears throat> best-selling novel for why I don't know. And a major motion picture is in the works. But does anyone want to play the male lead? Both uh, Army Hammer, I'm hoping I've got that right, and Stephen Amell have shot down speculation that they will play the domineering billionaire Christian Grey. Amell, star of TV's Arrow, said that he didn't find the character be, character to be that interesting. I wonder why. Army Hammer has to be a porn name. <laughs> that no one names their child Army Hammer. Come on. You'd think it would have been a violation of trademark by now. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually actually back uh, in the early 1900s, I believe, around the 40s, 50s, there was a, a big oil tycoon. His name was Armand Hammer. Nice. Google nice. that. <laughs> Under the Dome scores big with over 13 million viewers in the U.S. and some more in Canada. Under the Dome, the TV series based on Stephen King on book, rated very well in its first episode, especially considering it's a summer series. Did anybody watch Under the Dome? Uh, I did. I did. I, th I thought it was great. Well, think about it. You got Stephen King is one of the producers, so he wants to make sure they're not going to, like, maximum overdrive this. Um, Steven Spielberg. So, of course, right out of the gate, when the dome falls in episode one, I think... Let's just say I think they blew their budget on episode one. <laughs> Jim Carrey condemns violence in his own movie. In his own he movie? Too. That's crazy. Did you believe that he did something outlandish? Jim Carrey in a possible career-ending move has condemned the violence in the movie Kick-Ass 2 in which he stars. Carrey, who has been outspoken proponent or outspoken proponent of increased gun control, 
in the wake of shootings by gunman Adam Lanza in December, tweeted on Sunday he could no longer support the film. He wrote, I did kick ass to a month before Sandy Hook, and now in all good conscience I cannot support that level of violence. But I'll take the paycheck. I don't think that's in the quote. My apologies to others involved with the film. I'm not ashamed of it, but recent events have caused me uh, caused a change in my heart. Jim Carrey has not stated whether or not he will return the money he earned for starring in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit about uh, Stephen King. It was also like good for Jim Carrey. You know what? That's his stance. And you know what? He's, he's, he's taking a big risk here to stand his ground. Great. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, stand by your convictions. We'll talk a little bit later about the latest Stephen King book. Now, Stephen King, of course, has also come out very anti-gun. Uh, uh, he wants total disarmament of anyone but police. Uh, and I'm, it's a spoiler, so I'll leave it to the end of the show for the spoiler zone of how he ends and how he deals with evil in his recent book that he wrote after he wrote his uh, essay on gun control. Anyways, moving on. Bioshock creator. You guys ever played Bioshock, a video game? Probably yeah. some of the best writing I've ever seen in a video game. It really does take video games to the next level. Uh, the Bioshock creator has been confirmed as scriptwriter for the Logan's Run remake. The mind behind Bioshock's Big Daddies and Bioshock Infinite Songbird is apparently also getting behind the script for a Logan's Run remake. Irrational Games creative director and head Ken Levine is working on Logan's Run remake script. Uh, it's confirmed by Engadget today. So this could be good. This, that's, of course, the... the story that uh, Blade Runner was based on. This could be fun. Now, I was going to make a joke. I was going to make a joke there, uh, Paul, about uh, what you thought about the story in Fruit Ninja. And then I remembered <laughs> there actually is a Fruit Ninja comic book. Yes. <laughs> so. Hey, guys, we're going to take a little bit of time before we uh, head to our break, uh, uh, before we talk about what we're reading, actually, uh, to talk about Audible, our, our, our sponsor, audibletrial.com slash book, guys. You can get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. And uh, this weekend I did listen to two. One was Stephen King's. And this one, I'm going to pull up a little little segment of this one. Uh, the, the, uh, Audible has this series called the A-List series where they get uh, big stars to read books. And this one is A Rage in Harlem, which is part of the Gravedigger and Coffin Ed uh, novel series by uh, Chester Himes, who is a great writer. Uh, and this is narrated by Samuel Jackson. I just want to play a little bit of this. No one can, can do like 1950s Harlem like Samuel motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> I'll bleep that one, I promise. At that instant, the stove exploded with such a force, it blew the door off. Great balls of fire, Jackson yelled. He came up from his chair as if the seat of his pants had blown up. Look out, Daddy, Amabel screamed and hugged Jackson so hard she threw him flat on his back. Hold it, in the name of the law, a new voice shouted. A tall, slim, colored man with a cop scowl rushed into the kitchen. He had a pistol in his right hand and a gold-plated badge in his left. I'm a United States Marshal. I'm shooting the first one who moves. He looked as if he meant it. The kitchen had filled with smoke and stunk like black gunpowder. Gas was pouring from the stove. The scorched cardboard tubes that had been cooking in the oven were scattered over the floor. It's the law, Amabel screamed. I heard him, Jackson yelled. Let's beat it, Jody shouted. He tripped the marshal into the table and made for the door. Hank got there before him and Jody went out on Hank's back. The marshal sprawled across the tabletop. Run, Daddy, Amabel said. Don't wait for me, Jackson replied. 
He was on his hands and knees, trying as hard as he could to get to his feet. But Amabel was running so hard she stumbled over him and knocked him down again as she made for the door. Before the marshal could straighten up, all three of them had escaped. Don't you move, he shouted at Jackson. I ain't moving, marshal. When the marshal finally got his feet underneath him, he yanked Jackson erect and snapped a pair of handcuffs about his wrist. Trying to make a fool out of me. You'll get ten years for this. Jackson turned a battleship gray. Awesome. I think you're going to have to edit that part where he says he yanked him erect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord, it's the law. I mean, he, he does great voice. I mean, uh, Samuel Jackson's falsetto is fantastic. And he does all the, my, you know, the accents. It's great. My only problem with that is I, I like to listen to my audio books at one and a half times. And I think... You can't do that. You can't do that for this. He's got that no, deep no. and powerful and recognizable a voice. You just got to let it be at that <laughs> regular speed, regular intonation. And you know what? And he says the N-word like a hundred times in that book and doesn't have to go on an apology tour. Ooh. Just throwing that in there. <laughs> and that, that's what I've been reading this week. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It's about a seven-hour audio. Brilliant writing. Chester Himes is amazing. I'm going to uh, actually look into uh, reading more Chester Himes. Uh, what have you guys been uh, reading? What's going on? Professor Allen, what's new? Well, uh, last week we played audio by Christopher Lee of The Children of Hurin, J.R.R. Tolkien. I just finished that up uh, a couple days ago. And now I'm about halfway through The Shambling Guide to New York City by Mer Lafferty, friend of the book, guys. Absolutely. From a few episodes ago. About That's going to be my next uh, Audible credit, for sure. There you go. I, I got the actual, this one's actual paper. They still make books this way, Paul. Wow. I tried to buy a CD. I tried to buy a Depeche Mode CD the other day because I had a gift for Kevin and his wife that's Depeche Mode tickets, but I don't have the actual tickets in my hand. And I went to the HMV at the mall. There's no more HMV at the mall. I don't know where I can buy a CD in Toronto anymore. Sorry to interrupt. Just saying. Hey, Pat, what's new on your reading list? I I, I saw you had a... You're holding up a book... Uh, maybe we'll talk about I that did. later. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been uh, pretty... Wrapped up in a few things. Uh, on the Kindle, I've got The Hangman's Daughter. Uh, that is by Oliver Putch. I'd love to hear that one on Audible. In the meantime, on Audible, I'm actually listening to The Help, and that was actually a recommended Ooh. title by you. Yes, right here. So I'm looking it. forward to that one. Wonderful. I have it on CD. Fantastic. And, of course, uh, in my other spare time, someone has got me hooked not only on Comixology, but on Marvel Unlimited. So anything that has She-Hulk in it, I have now read it. So you thank go. you very much. Have you read, I have, I have on reserve from the library, the prose novel, The She-Hulk Diaries? I have never even heard of it. Next, ne next time you're on, Pat? Dueling Reviews. Ooh, absolutely. I have got to look that one up. And uh, Clark Kent, uh, what have you been reading in your spare time? Well, I've got two books that uh, I've uh, got here that I'm carrying with me everywhere. The, the Complete Practical Guide to Propagation. All about how to take different types of plants and take cuttings off of them, grafting, take a cutting off of like my boxwood bushes and make a bunch of free bushes out of it. Everything about uh, vegetables, how to like, if you take an onion and you, you cut the onion off, if you save the part with the little roots at the bottom, plant that, boom, you get new onions again. 
it's an excellent book. It's, it's filled with beautiful color images all the way through. And I got another book here that I'm having a little bit of trouble um, getting started with. It's called Jumpstart Your Motivation <laughs> in uh, 10 Jolts. I'm waiting on the next book to come out in the series that you J read. Jumpstart Reading. You to read this book, one. right. <laughs> so, got that one on the back burner. Uh, guys, before we go to the break, I, I, I got this in the mail a couple weeks ago. I forgot to talk about it last week. It's, let me get it off the hanger. It's, I got a chain and a hanger. Who knows? It's, it's a Doctor, Doctor Who jersey. Hey, what, what is that? Does that mean you, you prefer the fourth Doctor? I, I, you know what? That's the funny thing. I do prefer the fourth Doctor. So, uh, right away I asked my closer friends, like people that are actually here in Toronto that, no, I love Tom Baker. Nope, not me. I asked Padre. I was in the NSFW chat room. I said, Padre, was that you? He's like, no. Uh, I have no idea who sent this, so please, whoever sent this, thank you so much. I love it. I'm going to wear it at uh, Reverse Polarity in November. Uh, it's just a little bit too hot in the studio here to, to wear it today, but brilliant. Love it. Thank you. Let me know who you are. Is that a... Uh, is that a is, is is that a jacket? Is it a is 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 it a hoodie or is it? Oh no! It, it's it's a is it a hockey sweater? It's a full-on hockey sweater. You got the time and relative dimension and space badge. O four, Doctor O four. Know if you can see that police box very, on the front. Very nice. It's well constructed. Uh, and you know what? Let's give a shout out to geekyjerseys.com. Who knew? And we of course, there, well, there goes Pat. You know what? Skype. Let's just have a break. We're going to break. Skype's dying on us. Steel versus Iron. Um, how'd I do? Well, let's see. Uh... Iron Man 3's total box office worldwide sitting at $1.2 billion. And down the road here, we've got uh, Man of Steel at number six so far this year, at $408 million. So I got you busted by like three times. I'm, I'm sure Man of Steel's got another $100, $200 million in it. Summer, you know, summer's not over. And, don't, don't start watching the, the PayPal inbox yet. Just say I don't. I don't think they've opened in Iceland yet. And I hear Reykjavik is a you know we need a hotbed of Superman activity. Batman fans. Um, Batman fans. I know. I know. If there's a Batman versus Superman thing, go watch Man of Steel because the only way you're going to see Batman again for another ten years is if they make a Justice League movie. Go watch Man of Steel. Go. Superman. Superman returns. There's the show opener, right there. <laughs> I never knew all this time. You never told me. You couldn't trust well, me. Let's, see, let's read some of the other movies that have also beat Superman. How about The Crude, Fast and Furious 6, Oz the Great and Powerful? How horrible is that to be trounced by that? And Star Trek Into Darkness. Come on. I, have, I can't believe Fast and Furious 6 is... Is uh, made six hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide. There's, it's not we're never going to the end of these. Not looking good. Not looking good. But you know what? They, they'll they make their money back. There'll be a second one, hopefully. Paul's going to have to go cry in his uh, Doctor Who sweater. That's right. <laughs> 
Hey, Pat, why don't you tell us about the, that wonderful book you were holding up earlier? Uh, you surprised so us with? This is just out. This is The Fog of Dockside City, the very first of its kind. Uh, the first volume is The Obliteration Machine. This is a project that I've been having on my mind, in my heart, since 1993. So you can imagine, I'm pretty excited after 20 years of actually seeing this in print. 100% of the profits are going back to literacy programs nice. that are being handled through the YMCA. So uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be going up to uh, an annual novel marathon, or uh, novel writing marathon in Huntsville in Ontario. Do this once a year, and we raise funds for literacy programs. And what's really awesome about this year is that instead of me just writing, and actually I wrote this one last year, so that's another special point there. But this year, I'm actually going to be helping someone else. Uh, Nora is her name, and she was actually uh, a student of these exact same literacy programs that we are supporting. So now it seems to be coming right around 100%. So I am really ecstatic about this. I got to say, you're such a good person. I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. All you have to do is buy one of these, and then you're my friend again. Okay. Hey, Pat, you, you had me that, at the obliteration machine. That is such an awesome title. Uh, when, when, are we, when are we on Amazon? Are we going to be on Amazon? Or are you doing the it's whole? It's already on Amazon.com, so you can actually look it up. Right now, it's selling for $20. However, if you go to my website, uh, 9daywonder.com, that's my personal website, you'll see there's some information about how you can get yourself a discount by supporting literacy programs. We like discounts. Indeed. We like, uh, Paul, we like literacy programs, too. But mostly we like discounts. And, and discounts. <laughs> oh. And uh, <clears throat> if you want to know some more information about the literacy programs that we're supporting or where the money is going to, uh, I'll send you another website as well. But it's Muskoka Novel Marathon. And we have all the information that you could possibly want there, where the funds are going to, what kind of programs we have, how long we've been writing, how many writers are out there. It's an incredible gang of people that, uh, that I'm looking forward to seeing again this year. So you're just not going to build a hotel and a bunch of ATM machines in Haiti like Bill Clinton did? No, okay. no, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm doing it the old-fashioned way. I am, I am personally, you know, begging Fantastic. for assistance. <laughs> uh, what's, what's that uh, address again? I'm trying to look it up. Uh, Muskoka Novel Marathon. Um, I'm uh, just going to Nine Day Wonder. The other one you said. Oh yes, yes. My personal website is www.ninedaywonder. So N I N E. N I N E. That's it. N I N E. Daywonder.com. Perfect, perfect. And yeah, well, we're and definitely. I'm going to grab my copy today after the show, and maybe we'll come back and, and chat about. Uh, the book the obliteration machine love it absolutely and great. you know of course i'm coming to toronto so if i find you i can always sign a copy woohoo I'm, I'm gonna make room here eventually so that i can scoot over and have a second person so if, if you have time we're right by the airport i will find you <laughs> hey guys let's move on i know i know professor allen has a new podcast he's been listening to and we like podcasts mostly because we make podcasts Jingle machines over there today on story podcasts. Podcasts. So I don't know why I did that. It was spontaneous. 
So, Professor Actually, Allen, what's this new podcast you've been checking out? Well, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to I'm going to tell you about two podcasts. One is one that just finished up, and I like I as a po- faithful podcast listener. The one thing that drives me crazy is pod fading. You know, just where a show just sort of ends and there's nothing. Where they give up. And they just give up. But uh, there's a, a, a comic book show called the the new new Fifty Two Adventures of Superman chronicling the last year and a half or so of Superman's adventures. And they announced a couple of months ago that they were going to wrap up the show, gave him a chance to really do a finale episode. That's just sort of like with the TV show. You want them to have a finale. Right, right. So I think they've got 45 episodes out, but they're done. And I just always want, always like to mention a podcast when they go out, like with the finale. I just think that's a nice, you know, sort of nice way to wrap up. Uh, but the one uh, when you mentioned, we've talked about the Under the Dome uh, miniseries two or three times in, in v- various episodes on the show. And uh, anyone who wants to follow along and talk about theories and discussions and analysis of that, I'd recommend Under the Dome Radio podcast hosted by Wayne Henderson. And I've known uh, Wayne on the on the internet. Uh, as a virtual friend uh, for a couple of years. He's a veteran podcaster. He's done TV-based shows before for Lost and for Fringe as well as other podcasts. So Under the Dome Radio podcast with uh, Wayne Henderson would be and the we official do, we do book have a, guy. A clip. You want to play the clip, uh, Press Allen? Yeah, we got a promo for it. What if your entire town was trapped underneath a mysterious dome? What would you do? Who could you trust? In the upcoming CBS miniseries, Under the Dome, the citizens of Chester's Mill will ask these very questions and much more. Join radio veterans Wayne and Troy this summer for Under the Dome Radio, a podcast by and for fans of this must-see TV event. Now, Troy, if fans are also Under the Dome, would you recommend that they join us for the fun? Wayne, even the Viking fans can join us. I mean, who better to collapse a dome and save the people of Chester's Mill? All summer long, join us and become a dome head at underthedomeradio.com. Sounds cool. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if that one has legs, though. I mean, it's a podcast about a book. I mean, some weeks we, we struggle for content, and we're a podcast about all the books in the universe. So this, will this be maybe a limited it's- run? Yeah, it's about it, it's just about the TV show. They've done it for for uh, Friends and or Fringe and Lost and other other uh, you know TV shows have have podcasts that that sort of discuss as the show goes. So I, I think that's what they're shooting for. By the way, folks, if you go back through all our older uh, audio podcasts, I believe in maybe the first ten or twenty episodes, we did have Toronto Police Detective Bob Hobbs came on the show, inspected my hardcover of Under the Dome, which I think I have at home. And uh, he did say that if you were to strike someone with this, it would be automatically considered a deadly weapon. The thing is like 30 pounds. It's like this thick. Speaking of pod fading, (laughs) I hate that too, Professor Allen. I was just searching for a random podcast uh, last week, and I was just typing in words like I typed in bacon. I don't know why. But I typed As in bacon, would. I found a podcast called The Bacon Podcast. What? And 
it was just a couple guys talking, you know, but it was. It Were they was talking about bacon? To. That's awesome. And they've only had one <laughs> podcast, and they've never put out another one. So that's oh. like instant. Oh. Oh. That's pretty sad, and and you can't go to their web. You go to their website, and there's no way to contact them or anything. And you know, it's just like a a Squarespace site, not a Squarespace site, but uh, you know, a WordPress site or something where you can't go and search the who owns the domain. They got that hidden because I was going to be like, come on back. But I do have and one other podcast. Um, it's called the Ozone Nightmare. It's run by. Um, Joe the Dish Slave, who's the guy that I heard about on the No Agenda show, he's, he's a contributor, uh, much like some of us, and it's, it's neat because it's only five minutes a day, and if you listen, or if you play a lot of video games, or you watch a lot of movies, or uh, you're worried about what the government might be doing, he has just a different thing every day, and it's like, hey, this is Joe here with another five for you. I wish he'd say something different at the beginning, but he always says that. And like, 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 like some guy who keeps saying, hey, this is the book ice show? <laughs> well, I gotta come know, up with some new like some guys are just intro more congenial. things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once I a week they do a show that's like an hour and a half, and they talk about everything, and and it Very gets cool. real colorful, and they cuss, and it's crazy. And uh, I usually consume that you know little bits at a time, but five minutes, you know, you can listen to that and just run to the grocery store and back. So right. the ozone nightmare. Uh, also, speaking of pod fade. There's another show that pod faded a couple times that we're going to reboot soon. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes <laughs> they return. And uh, great news. I'm not going to say it's official, but the Den Man, who's also a big contributor to No Agenda, uh, might be hosting our video files for EBS. Because I know we have some trouble sometimes with Google's robot over at YouTube. Pulls the book guys show down. I got to... Then I gotta wait for someone at you know BBC or NBC to watch the show and and because you're you're guilty until proven innocent that you're a fair use news show and you can show these clips and I know that we're just gonna get ruined with EBS if we try to put it on YouTube. I mean literally, come on. So uh, Dead Man's gonna do us a, a, a solid and uh, hopefully and he won't censor us. He promises. So there you go. Now you're in trouble, folks. <laughs> And like we said last time, if you like the intelligent conversation you have here, do not watch Emergency Broadcast System. <laughs> That's one of the one of the things I like about so what, what what Jamie was saying. One of the things I like about podcasts is the opportunity of getting them in so many different lengths. You've got your yes. five, ten minute shows. I, I subscribe to a handful of those, either <clears> daily <throat> or weekly, and then of course anywhere up to the two and three hour. Right. monstrosities like um, like episode 80 all of the doctors like episode 80 of the book guys for example which is finally out and it is two but, hours long <laughs> I, I i like having on my uh, on my player you know podcast episodes of different lengths so i can fit in a show in whatever time frame i have as opposed to yep. i i can only sit down and watch tv if I, in half hour increments so if i've got any time frame I can fit a podcast into it. That's why I'm a big fan of the search by length on Audible. So I know oh, I can get a book for 30 hour book for one credit or I can get a six hour book. But uh, on the weekend I had seven hours. I was doing something really monotonous. And I, I was listening to Joyland by Stephen King, his latest book. And I was saying, I don't want to spoil the book, not even for our, our host. If you guys, if, if you don't want to have joy, like I'm not really going to spoil the book. I'm just going to spoil how it ends. Uh, Mute. Turn down your speakers. 
Going to spoiler zone. Here we go. Cloister bell. Turn off your television. That's not the cloister bell. It had that. That has the same message though. That's yeah. It has the same message. So Stephen King, after putting out a an audible and in print form an essay on gun control and why guns are bad and people shouldn't have guns, private citizens shouldn't have guns, then proceeds to write Joyland, where our protagonist is faced with mortal death, with danger and death. He has a gun, a bad person has an illegally obtained gun pointed at his head. And how does Stephen King write his character out of this situation? He has this character's girlfriend show up with a sniper rifle and shoot the bad guy with her privately legally owned weapon. So going back, Jim Carrey, stand by, stand your ground, Stephen King to, to put out that essay and all oh, guns in the hands of private citizens are bad and then write a story where the only way this innocent young man survives is by another private citizen using a weapon to take care of the bad guy. Boo, Stephen King, boo. We're never no, going to okay. have... It's he's okay. never going to come on the show it. now. Boo! You can possess it as a plot device only. Right. Only if you're a fictional character. As long as you sell books. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm riffing. I'm done. Hey, Pat, are you a big Doctor Who fan? Probably not. I am a medium-sized Doctor Who fan. Oh, because I was going to say, because I'm going to be at the, uh, the, the reverse polarity Doctor Who yes. convention, November 1st till 3rd. Uh -huh. we'll do a couple panels there, and I'll be the guy stalking Peter Davison all weekend long until he gets a promo for us. Sweet. I you may have to make a trip. You might want to wear your number five sweater for that one, though. I know, I know, I know. I'll have him sign the sweater and cross out four and put five. How's that? I'm going to remind everybody, go to bookguys.ca or check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bookguysshow. And that's where you can find all of us. Pat Flowelling. Professor yes, Allen. Sir. Sir Jimmy, or Superman now. <laughs> Brilliant costume today. Is that going to be your costume this year for Halloween? Is the I wife, is the wife went gonna... as Superman um, two years ago. Okay. And it was pretty much the same deal. Same shirt. And you know who we have coming up next week? Let me play the lullaby. Next week, we have New York Times bestselling author Connie Willis is going to join us to talk about all of her wonderful books, including two that I really love, Blackout and All Clear. And, uh... We'll have a lot of fun. Say bye to the nice people. Bye, nice people. Hello. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Same book time, same book channel. Hey now.